Yes, and welcome to the Tippy Tappy Sports Road to the World Cup podcast. Yeah, <sighs> what a pleasure. What a pleasure it is to be back here uh, mm. with, uh, is it you, Aaron? <laughs> oh, hey. Hey, hey, Damon. <laughs> that joke doesn't get old. Uh, Aaron. Oh, yes, it's Aaron. <laughs> Aaron, how have you been? <laughs> I had to explain to one of my work colleagues, in fact, the same work colleague who listened to our podcast uh, last yeah. week and said that she uh, nodded off uh, during it. Yep. And I kept telling her that, you know, your name was Aaron. And she looked yeah. at me and I said, Aaron, not Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> not Aaron. Yeah. She's like... So like, she knew she knew something was wrong the moment the word the word came out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said uh, so. Aaron, double A R O N. Yeah, and she said, "I." Uh, so not Aaron. She's like, she's like, nah. She's like, nah. That's wrong. <laughs> yeah. you've, you've been mispronouncing your brother's name the whole time. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> I said, you know, Aaron. It's only by <laughs> Americans and Jews. <laughs> who seem to understand uh, it's an Australian and, thing. And, yeah. and, and who? Ams and Jews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an Australian thing for it to be Aaron. She just, it was almost as if she didn't really want to accept that. Aaron. Hello, Aaron. Yeah. Ah, it's good. Nah, it's good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. look, well, that's, that's just a minor aside. Uh, yeah. We're here, we are... Going to review the semi-finals. Yeah. And, well, and then we'll talk about the final. And yeah. let's, look, let's just crack on with it, shall we? Uh, shall yeah. we, Timzo? Crack on, yeah. 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 Harry Kane song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, semi-final number one. France, mm. France, Belgium. Yeah. Uh, I must admit, I'm pretty sure I picked Belgium <laughs> to win that one. I didn't. I must admit, uh, I didn't watch it. <laughs> no, I did. I did watch it. Yeah, uh, I you watched... picked. You picked Belgium. Yeah, yeah. You were I... big on Belgium. I was big on Belgium, uh, but the French actually looked. You know, they 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 got their act together, as it were. They actually looked like a half decent team. Uh, yeah. For I mean, right. it was a bit of a. It was a bit of a. Bit of a boring match, wasn't it? A bit of a dour match, or as uh, a former boss of mine used to say, a bit of a doer, bit of a doer match. Uh, doer. <laughs> That's how we pronounce dour. Who was that? Doer. Ah, Stephen Rarius. Right, doer. Um, he also no, he did was, very good crow impersonations. Sort of, uh, sorry, yes, it was. It was Dow. Please continue. A little bit, you know, attritional. Um, you know, France obviously just going, protecting the, the 1 0 lead and not really venturing that much in attack. I mean, there were some nice, there were some nice moments from uh, Mbappé. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you it was know, some, yeah, it's very nice flicks and tricks. Some nice, you know, vignettes from from Mbappe. But um, yeah, I think uh, many other people have said this as well. It was more of a 
defensive performance from the French team, and all of a sudden, this is why people are making all these comparisons to the to the '98 team, which was obviously really more about defending than um, you know scoring bags of goals. Yeah, I mean, I well, really, from thinking back now, it was a, it was a couple of days ago. Um, for the most part, I mean, Belgium had. They had a lot of possession. They were they looked pretty good in that in that first half, and it felt like it was on a bit of a, it was a you know that, as though the match was on a bit of a knife's edge. That was pretty yeah, good. it was it was good. I mean, the the first half was all about Hazard and Pavard, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Hazard and Pavard. Um, the uh, I think on the Tippy Tappy Sports Twitter account, you noted that that was. Uh, I think I think this was one of your tweets, wasn't it? Uh, you noted that um, it was the most euphonious one-on-one in World Cup history since Vassal Rats beat French goalkeeper Joël Bats yeah. in 1986. Rats on Bats. Rats on Hazard Bats. From Rats on Bats to Hazard on Pavard. Wow. Um, he, was very, he was very good, Hazard. I mean, you could tell that he wanted to, you know, take the game by the scruff of the neck and really kind of you know, announce himself as a as a great player and he has the ability to do that. It just didn't quite come off for yeah. him in that particular match. I mean I don't I don't think Pavard was particularly good at containing him, but um, you know, it's uh it's a game of, you know, percentages and inches, isn't it? I mean, you know, a lot of this a lot of the moves were very close to coming off. It was just a couple of very good saves that first um you know, deflection when Hazard cut inside and then it was deflect the ball was deflected over the bar and then that great save from Larice yeah. off that snapshot from the edge of the penalty area. Um but uh yeah, I mean the, once the French got to the break, uh, you know, nil all you knew that sort of Belgium well, you didn't know this, but you had the sense, you didn't know anything, but you had the sense that <laughs> yeah, Belgium nothing. had sort of, you know, nothing. You had the sense that Belgium had kind of blown their chance because they'd been so dominant in that, uh, in that, in that first, first half. Yeah, um, it did feel, it always sort of feels like that, you know, you get to the small nation up against the traditional powerhouse, although I suppose the French are, are a traditional powerhouse. I mean, what is this now, their fifth their fifth final in the in in uh, the last twenty years, fifth uh, yeah fifth big tournament final yeah yeah Is that a, what we're saying yeah it's a pretty good record oh it's it's a great record and we'll talk a bit more later on I think about you know the the emergence of the of France's genuine powerhouse in in world football but um what, what did you uh, well what what were your thoughts on uh, on Olivier Giroud. <laughs> uh, he once again did a very good impersonation of uh, Stefan Givarch. Uh Yeah, but I think really he, good at really good at holding up the ball, though, isn't he? Yeah, isn't that what you're supposed to say about him? Yeah, that's what's what you are contractually obliged to say. Uh, yeah, about any uh, non goal non goal scoring striker. Uh, yeah. I mean, is he just works for the team so selfless? Just brings in his teammates. Just he's a facilitator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a false nine. He's a false striker. Uh, the uh, I wonder how many strikers have actually gone through the tournament. I say, you know, deep into the tournament, like 
like the French or as deep as mm. possible uh, and not scored any goals. Yeah, that's the, that's one of those things in podcast land that you, you know, you feel like you maybe could have done some research on before you actually started the podcast. Well, it just occurred to me now. Yeah. No, I know. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just noting, like just doing a little bit of a meta bit here. Yeah. Just yeah. getting a bit meta. Uh, yeah, it's good. Good to get. It's good to go meta. Uh, but Giroud, yeah. I think. I think Giroud is actually all all uh, silliness aside. I think he's had a pretty good tournament, even though he hasn't scored any goals. It's been like most of his performances for uh, for Arsenal. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think as you described it in the in the first podcast, he's your. Uh, uh, in fact, I can't remember exactly how you phrased it, but he's like a you know top tier B grade player. Yeah, yeah, he's he's very good. <laughs> he's good. He's good. She's great player. <laughs> She's great player. Um, yeah. Well, what about what about the second semi? I think we've said enough about that, don't you? Oh yes, yes. Uh, the la second, France, la Belgique. The second semi final. Um, it was that. This was a better match, wasn't it? Much better match. Yeah, it was. It was more. It was more pulsating, and I think it was, and and also made better by the fact that uh, England scored so early uh, in the first half. Uh, yeah, and it was a very good free kick by uh, Trippier. I didn't even know that he was able to take uh, take free kicks like that or uh, penalty well, kicks. Pens. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, he's their dead ball specialist now, isn't he? He's yeah. the guy who's been behind the whole resurgence of England as a set-piece force in world football. Uh, has he? Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's, he's the guy who's been putting all the balls in that have been so good and that have that have allowed them, you know, to score all these goals off set-pieces and Gareth Southgate's there with the waistcoat on and yeah. it's all looking very good and football's coming home. Yeah, except it's not. Yep. Ha, 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 ha. You know, I mean, I just, I just enjoyed uh, all the English people at work getting very excited and sort of talking about their plans for going either to, uh, yeah, to Moscow. Going to London. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, if we get into the final, I'm the first plane to London. Yeah, I've looked, I've looked at the flights. Um, <laughs> yeah. I can do it. I can get there. Um, maybe you know, my cousins just booked booked it to Russia because it's the same distance. So it's like you know, yeah. it takes takes the same amount of time. Yeah. Uh, you know, I yeah. really think I really think we're going to do it. Really. But you've think. had. I mean, to be fair, you've had a lot of that kind of talk from your Croatian colleagues as well. First plane to Zagreb. Uh, not the, <laughs> no, no, I haven't. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, it was it was good to see all the all the funny little English people excited about uh, about football coming home, uh, etc. Yeah. Uh, what what did you make of all this uh, malarkey about the English people and their media not not respecting Croatia? Uh, that all to me just sort of sounded like a bit like um, just a bit of uh, you know hot air coming out of a uh, a bit of malarkey. Yes. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I think that was true to some degree. I mean, wasn't the point more that the Croatian players used it for motivation? Um, and I mean, what, there was that sense. I mean, obviously we weren't in England, but just no. absorbing the English 
media as we as we are wont to do. Um, you know, it did it did you did get the sense as we explained in the last episode that the English was sort of getting in a bit over their heads and overreacting and getting a bit silly about the whole thing. And then all that sort of entitlement and arrogance right. sort of started flooding out and, you know, football was coming home and, you know, it was really, you could see their chests, you know, expanding, puffing out. Right. Um, so I'm not surprised that the Croatians used it for motivation. I mean, but the, the English media has always been like that, right? I mean, the, the head of the, um, uh, the, uh, you know, last 16 match against um, Colombia wasn't the front page of the Sun something about you know Harry Kane, you know the, the Colombian players doing some substances, but we're going to stop them. And then the headline was "Go Kane." <laughs> 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 it was. I mean, every t- every Appalling. pretty much every time. England is in uh, an elimination match at a major tournament. There is some horrible national. There's like a rash of horrible national stereotypes about the other country that they're playing yeah. um, that emerge on the front pages of, of, of the tabloids. I mean, it was this. You remember Euro '96? You remember this yeah. when the English <laughs> played? Uh, you remember this when the Stuart, English played Stuart Spain? <laughs> yeah, no. Pierce. No, when when England played Spain. Um, it wasn't the front page of the sun, something like, you know, all Spanish women have moustaches or something. It was like, yeah, yeah. just the, just the most sort of inane. crude, baseless, inane, um, you know, racist, uh, caricaturing of, of, of the opposing country. And it was a disgrace, but, yeah. absolute disgrace. Yeah. So, but I mean, there's nothing unusual. That is what I'm saying. But I'm not. I'm not surprised that the Croatian players did use that for for motivation. And I mean, they're right. You know, I think people did. Uh, you know, there was a lot of talk about how Croatia were tired, and we said this as well. I mean, we we spoke about this in the last episode of the podcast, which I urge everyone to uh, go and download immediately. But um, so you can hear those sort of weak old views about games that no longer matter anymore. Um, <laughs> But, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, this oh, Croatia's tired. You know, they've come as far as they need to go. They've come as far as they need to go. It's <laughs> England's time now. You know, England is a major football, but they've won the World Cup before. Thank yeah. you for your service, Croatia. Yeah. Please now get out of the way. Yeah. Um, but the reality is, I mean, on the evidence of that match, which is the only evidence that we should judge things on, uh, Croatia are a much better team than England. They were There's no 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 question about that. I mean, they deserved to win that match game, hands um, down. pretty comfortably. But, yeah, there's no. And even when you go back and look at highlights from, say, the group games, uh, I don't think there is a dispute that that Croatia have have been one of the form teams of the entire tournament. So, oh yeah, I mean they, they were they were definitely the best team of the group stage, and then. Dipped a bit in the in the second round match and then in the, in the quarter yeah. that they played against um, uh, uh, you know whoever it was but uh, yeah but they came, I felt like they really you know came back to life in the in that second half especially I mean England dominated the first half yeah, yeah. Um, but once Croatia settled um, they were clearly clearly better yeah. clearly better yeah were they were they on the juice 
I mean, they, uh, they did you seem... Think you, you think they were juiced up? Well, they, they did seem to have a lot of energy. Uh, I guess maybe they are just motivated by the fact that they're a country of four and a half million people uh, with a great opportunity to get into their first ever major football uh, final. Uh, yeah. And if uh, if they do happen to win, and I, I actually wouldn't be surprised if they if they do win, um, uh, Zagreb will, or Croatia, in fact, uh, in its entirety across the world, will go completely. Uh, they will go completely nuts, completely yeah. nuts. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I say, good on good on them. But before uh, before we leave this this particular game. Um, and turn to the final. Uh, let's just have a moment to think about what losing in the semi-final does mean for England, because mm. it's almost as if it's the worst of worst of both worlds. In that they have exceeded expectations this time. Yeah. Um, all things being equal, yeah. this was the best opportunity for them to reach uh, a major final because yeah. they didn't have to play any powerhouse nations as you would normally expect yeah. to in either a Euro or a, or a World Cup. Um, okay. And what? And now what? Now if they don't do particularly well in Euro, what, Euro twenty twenty, Euro twenty. Uh, yeah. And then don't do particularly well in Qatar 22. Then Cara. what is this? So it'll be, what, 20, 30 years of hurt um, yeah. before they're in in a semi-final. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be 30 years of hurt on from the original 30 years of hurt. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, and you do, I, you do sort of want to get to that double because then the lyrics sort of, uh, kind of, you don't need to amend them. Like yeah. they make sense again. Yeah. yeah. Um, no more years of hurt. Uh, yeah. It was pretty annoying. I suppose the, the the best thing about England being knocked out is that we don't have to listen to that bloody song anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is a very good song, but I was starting to get a bit sick of it. To be honest, <laughs> but it's like how many times can you listen to it? Uh, I, I I I thrashed it a bit in the first week and then just kind of gave up. Shut it. Shut it out, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I think they, uh, you know, I, I don't think they're, you know, it was good that they got to the world, to the semi final, but ultimately, were they that good? I don't think so. I mean, they just benefited from a very easy draw. Um, who did they beat? Tunisia, Panama. I mean, they just beat Tunisia. They thrashed Panama, but Panama are rubbish. Um, they lost to Belgium. They couldn't beat Colombia in regulation time. Uh, they lost to Croatia. I mean, you know, they beat Sweden. Great. So, I mean, that's the they beat Sweden and Panama and Tunisia. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and ultimately, for all the for all the you know blather about Southgate getting them playing in a different way and the short passes and no more kind of. 60-yard Hollywood crossfield passes a la Steven Gerrard and Wayne Rooney. Um, you know, they still kind of ran out of ideas. I mean, they looked very they, – they always look good, Correct. I think. They always, no, I mean, they always look good in the, in the initial stages of matches. This was the, the reality of their Euro 2016. It was – or even the reality of, of how they played in Brazil. Yeah. Um, 
they they looked good and you felt like they should have done better. But there always comes this moment in a match that England plays where they get to about, you know, 50, 60 minutes. If it hasn't happened for them, they just kind of, you know, they don't know what to do. They just kind of, you know, keep doing the same things. There's no sort of, there's no, you know, savviness. There's no, there's, they're not streetwise. Insert whatever cliche you want here. Um, they just don't have a, a way of finding solutions. Yeah. They can't find solutions. Well, that's what. Uh, whereas, whereas the whereas the Croatians, I mean, that's exactly what they did find. I mean, yeah, they, exactly. they kept plugging away, and they were obviously have very technically gifted players who can do um, very Flicks special and things. And you know, they also have a have a sort of monster of a striker who's just ready to pounce on the on the smallest opportunity that presents itself. And that's what happened, and that's how the winner um, was produced. But yeah, I don't I don't feel like the English have really progressed uh all that much relative to you know their their performance in 2014 which sounds like a stupid thing to say because obviously getting to a semi-final is much better than going out in the first round but um yeah yeah just a bit of dead air just a bit of dead air <laughs> no, I wasn't sure if you'd finish uh, yeah. yeah yeah well it's it's almost instructive for uh, Australia in that ha- having having a striker who can actually strike with the with the slightest of opportunities uh, mm. can make can naturally make a huge a huge difference. Um, and are, you, are you referring to Manzukic or yeah, uh, yeah, Harry yeah. Kane? No, I'm talking about Manzukic. Well, I mean Harry Kane. Obviously, I mean they England had their chance at Harry Kane. Fluffed his lines, as it were. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is sort of surprising because he's been. I mean, Kane has, has generally been excellent for for Spurs, and he scored some great goals. It's not as though he can't score from open play or anything like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, just having that that striker who can turn those not even half chances, but just you know the slightest sniff of uh, of goal and 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 naturally turn the turn the match. I mean, if that's your sole contribution to the game, then great. Who cares? Um, get, get a sniff. Yeah, yeah. Scratch just and sniff. sniff. Just um, sniffing. Just sniffing around yeah. the penalty area. Peepo in Zaghi style, <laughs> just <laughs> just waiting for the tap. Just a sniffer. Just a sniffer in the box. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fox in the box, or as the French say, renard des surfaces. <laughs> Fox of the surfaces. <laughs> it's not quite as you know catchy as Fox in the Box. No, no. no. It's a Renard, a Renard de Surface. <laughs> Which is ridiculous, but uh, yeah. yeah, good on, good on the French. I mean, you know, I mean, but on Kane, I mean, yeah, he's probably going to win the Golden Boot, but. <sighs> He scored. Harry was like four penalties or something. He, he didn't score anything from uh, open play, he did he? He didn't score anything from open play. No, really? I well, don't think apart so. from that, that, apart from that shot that was deflected off his shin or whatever. Right, right, right. Where he claimed the goal in the when he scored the hat trick against Panama. Weren't they all penalties? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Uh, well, I, why should I suppose I should have checked that again as part of the uh, 
Rushish uh, for the for the podcast as to whether he had scored from open play, um, but I think I think he scored you know a header or something. Oh, all right, okay. Well, maybe maybe he's only scored penalties and from set pieces. Yeah, um, he sort of you know hasn't scored anything like uh, like any of De Bruyne's De Bruyne's goals, uh, or, or even or even Umtiti, or, or even Umtiti. No, that was from a set piece. Pavard. <laughs> or Pavard. Pavard's, um, you know, park football w- one in a million woofter. <laughs> yeah, that was obviously a bit of a fluke. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really hit it that well, and it was like going backwards. It was sort of spinning backwards. No, he hit it perfectly. I mean, it was yeah. technically, uh, it was, uh, uh, it was technically, brilliant. Technical and tactical. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was, that was yeah. A, that was a great. I mean, that's probably one of the goals of the bloody tournament in terms of uh, in terms of one-off woofters. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, one-off woofs. I mean, in, in a tournament of pens and pieces, yeah. penalties and set pieces, yeah. you know, the one-off woof is is what you're looking for. <laughs> pens and pieces v one-off woof. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to go with the one-off woof. Uh, yeah. So, yep. so Kane. Golden boot. I mean, it's a real. Go, go. Put it this way: if you had said to the England team and to all the English supporters that you know, would you sign off on uh, coming fourth? They sign would, on the dotted line. Yeah, they would have. Of course, they would have signed on the dotted line. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. But um, no, nah, it's good. Good. Good for them. Good on England and good on Belgium England. and etc. Uh, etc. Et all the others. Um, I mean, I thought I did say just to come back to the Belgium France thing. I thought the uh, there was some great sort of bitterness out of the Belgian camp. What didn't didn't Courtois say? Uh, you know, France were playing anti football, and it was all just very you know you expect kind of graciousness once yeah, you've once you've lost. failed to get once you've lost in a big tournament. There's nothing you can do about it. It's not like you're in a in a season a club season where you know, you can rage on and hope to make up some ground later on. Okay. I mean, it's over. Yeah. So the only, it's like, you know, in, in Wimbledon right now, if you win or you lose, most people are pretty sort of gracious about their opponent. Whereas Courtois just, you know, was very angry. Was he? And, yeah. thought, and thought the French were rubbish. Um, well, which I think, I think it's a bit unfair. Like, I think the French were definitely, you know, pragmatic, but... Um, they say they were they rubbish. Weren't, they weren't anti-football. Anti I mean, defending is still part of the sport. It's still an art. Yeah, no, it is. Um, oh. But uh, yeah, no. So the final. Yeah. Uh, what are you? Uh, what are you thinking there, Timsy? Um, uh, I mean, everyone says. Everyone says. Uh, I mean, the the number of articles I've read where it's like. Ah, oh, the French, they're just playing within themselves and look like they've got another gear. Yeah. So, so, yeah. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, I mean, uh, Deschamps has gone from being a sort of maligned middle manager to, oh, yeah. he's brilliant the way he's just brought the best out of Pogba um, yeah. and kept the, kept the harmony within the team and they're all... Fighting all such good friends. <laughs> all this sort of crap. He's, uh, yeah. 
just all it's all just a bit it's all just a bit much how how it all sort of changes changes quite quickly. Um, yeah, I yeah. mean him. You know, he's always got the gum in his mouth. He's yeah. got he's got a very interesting dental structure, doesn't he? <laughs> it's kind of like he should crossbite. Yeah, he's got the crossbite, and he sh- he's all he should be missing more teeth. Yeah, it's always the impression you get. It's in the same way that the French team always looks like it has an extra year. You always feel that Didier Deschamps should have five or six fewer teeth. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, he uh, he does look like you know, a, a, a typically Gallic character, much yeah. more so than uh, than any of the uh, current current squad members. Yeah. Uh, I think I think in the Guardian, uh, the last World Cup, they described him as a Marseille taxi driver with high standards. Oh, high standards! Yeah, now, I thought that was a really, really good image. Very sort of striking. Very fitting. Um, and I'm uh, I'm not only saying this because I'm the one who wrote it. <laughs> um, no, so. Uh, yeah, the so you don't you don't buy the argument that the French uh, have have another gear and uh, playing within themselves and just raise their game. I mean, there is a bit of there is a bit of the you know England's going to win the semi final complacency about this narrative, isn't it? Because yeah. everyone's saying pretty much the same things ahead of the final that they were saying before Croatia's semi, which is yeah, exactly. uh, Croats are tired. They're so tired. Yeah. They're so tired. They're done. Thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah. uh, you have. You've yeah. decorated the World Cup. Now it's time to step aside yeah. and just allow the coronation of uh, the next great French generation to proceed. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like, oh, they'll join Uruguay as two-time winners, uh, blah, blah, yeah. blah, all this, all this kind of crap. Um, yeah. Well, we'll come to uh, we'll come we'll talk about the you know about the French generation in a second. But I think one thing that I find, I guess, a bit, a bit irritating um, is, or actually more. Disappointing, and certainly a lost opportunity, um, is that the team that has probably given the French the best or the biggest run for their money in this entire time has actually been Australia. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's sort of uh, the blueprint of how to play against them. Obviously, it was a different formation up front, but um, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, it's it's a Met uh, some missed opportunity for uh, for Australia. Yeah. I mean, I think I think what you're really saying is that Australia is sort of a morally in the World Cup final. Yeah, that's one way of looking at it. I mean, that's how I felt in 2006, uh, 2010. I mean, Australia has always played 2014. Oh, we didn't play Germany, did we? Yeah, I was gonna no. try and draw a long bow that we'd always played against uh, against the uh, the eventual winner, uh, but that's not actually true. Uh, it's only true for uh, two thousand and six. Yeah, and, um, and this and this year. If, well, no, it's, if, if, if 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 the French win, God, yeah, no, wow, yeah. <laughs> can't believe I said that. Well, um, so, but yeah, what, what 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 you know? Take yourself to the. Uh, to the whiteboard and give us uh, give us a tactical breakdown. Thank you, uh, Timothy. Foz, Fozzy. Fozzy. Uh, Fozzy. Ah, Fozzy. Fozzy. Your thoughts on that? <laughs> Fozzy. Uh, France, Croatia. Where do you think uh, the game will be won or lost? 
Tell us about that. <laughs> what the one that lost was just turning into a French accent. <laughs> Lucy Zelich style. Yeah. Uh, she knows so much about football. So I much. mean it is it is, I would say, just one final Lucy Zell Zelich Zelich. Zelich. <laughs> um comment comment <laughs> commentaire. Um is that France Croatia is probably the ideal final from her perspective because they're her two best accents. <laughs> well, they have to sort of fall on the on the more French side of generic ethnic and then on the she more... does the Croatian accents perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Perfectly. Exquisite De- to hear her pronounce the Manzukic, Berisic, <laughs> Rakitic. <laughs> yeah. But, no, uh, yeah, well, where will the game be won and lost? Uh, uh, look, you know, it's all Pogba. Pogba. Yeah. Pogba has had a uh, has had a good tournament. Yeah. Uh, Just really curbed his, his self-indulgence, hasn't he? His, enth- his enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> a Russell, Russell Crowe impersonation that ends up sounding like Ray Warren. <laughs> yes. That's a, that's a great crossover, isn't it? I mean, yeah. right, most of Russell Crowe's roles do end up just sounding like Ray Warren. Uh, for, the, for those listeners who are not sure what we're talking about, it's uh, Master and uh, Commander. <laughs> Far side of the world. Uh, <laughs> Russell Crowe, what a great guy. What a great actor. His best, his, that's his best performance because he's not, <laughs> for most of the scenes, he's not even trying to put on an English accent. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, where's, where's it going to be won and lost? Do you think Pogba is, is the key? Yeah, I think I, I think I think he is. I mean, we've had uh, actually. What I am looking forward to coming back to the Zelich thing is is how she's going to pronounce uh, Griezmann. <laughs> Griezmann. <laughs> yeah, it's got a sort of Scottish Highlands accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, for a guy from Alsace. Yeah, I mean Griezmann's Griezmann's been a bit of bit of a weirdo this tournament, hasn't he? He's been a bit of a damp squib. Yeah, well, he obviously hasn't. He hasn't totally fired but also just the way he keeps on like his weird kind of nationalism about france is a little bit strange he's you know like the the whole sort of vive la france vive, vive la république you know when he's um sort of crashing other play other french players interviews i don't know if you've seen this but he has this habit of walking in on their interviews after the matches and saying that. Oh, I haven't, no, I haven't seen that. Uh, and the first time he did it, it was kind of funny. And now, I don't know, it's just weird. Yeah. And, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> great, great player, though. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, no, so Griezmann, you're, you're looking forward to that. But just back on the, ta- on the tactics, I mean, surely Pavard's a bit of a weak link, isn't he? I mean, you saw the... the you know the 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 um the you know, raids the made down his side the raids yeah the raids by Hazard yeah um and really I thought um Perisic was probably Croatia's best player in the semi yeah and that's 
he operates on the left, and um, they'll they'll be targeting him. I mean, Hernandez seems like a like a bit more of a solid, um, uh, you know, defender than Pavard. Pavard's more of a more hacking. Um, yeah. So I think I think that's that's potentially a weakness. But then, um, you know, the Croatians on the left of defence, you know, facing Bappe are, are also a bit weak. Um, they don't so, have the speed. Yeah, well, I don't think anyone really has the speed to compete with him right now. But, uh, yeah, no. so I think there's sort of a weakness on the flanks. And both both teams do like to attack. I mean, the French seem to have a bit of a right bias. There's like, the, they're both, they're, they're sort of asymmetrical, but in a way that uh, they're not, they don't fit together on the field, the, the two sides, if you see what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Croatians have a have a right wing bias. Uh, sorry, a left wing bias, um, and the French prefer to attack down the right. So they kind of, um, you know, uh, uh, they're kind of going down the same channel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really... so that's that. That's going to be interesting. But um, uh, apart from that, I mean, you know, you. you... I don't see. Yeah, uh, I think it'll again be a be a cagey affair. Um, I don't imagine. Um, I don't imagine the French are going to be particularly adventurous going forward. You know, at least at the at the opening exchanges of the uh, of the match. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm sure that Croatians. I, I, but for some reason, uh, I don't really know why. Uh, I think the Croatians will sort of come out and really go hard and try and win it. Uh, early rather than having it go to extra time uh, again. Um, Get hard. Yeah. 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 Probably. I mean, yeah. You know, it always seems to be. It always seems to be the way. Who are you? Well, who are you? Who are you picking to win? Well, I'm actually. I am. I am gonna. Um, I'm gonna pick Croatia. Yeah. I think. Uh, avenging, avenging the 1998 semi-final defeat. Correct. Correct. Yes. Probably the same. Probably the same score as well. Would you say two one? Yeah, I actually. Yeah, I reckon it will be two one. Mm. All in. Uh, all in. All in the regulation time. Yeah. Um, well, what? Yeah. What are you picking? I think. I think that's. Uh, well, yeah, I'm probably. I'm probably going to go the same way. Yeah, I think. I think the Croatians of, if assuming fatigue isn't. Uh, an issue, and I don't think it will be. I mean, they're playing in a World Cup final. Surely you'd be pretty fired up for that. Yeah, you'd be. Um, you know, I, th- I just think they're a better team. The you know the French still feel like uh, you know a, 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 a project in search of an idea kind of thing. Yeah. Um, they don't. They don't. They still haven't really figured out exactly how, how they want to the play. Or how to harness the talent, yeah, more, more importantly. I mean, Deschamps has obviously gets a lot of criticism for, for this thing, you know, for this for this aspect of his coaching, which is that he doesn't really have a style, he hasn't really imposed any kind of identity on the team, and so they're still searching for the right combination even after five years with him in charge or whatever it is. Or yeah. Five, yeah, five, yeah, five years he's been in charge. Um you know, but he's he's sort of lucked into an exceptionally talented generation. I mean, 
nine, I think nine of the 23 players in the squad were not at Euro 2016 when they lost in the final. Um, so it's really only a, over the last two years. I mean, guys like Mbappe, um, Pavard, Hernandez. I mean, no one had heard of Pavard and Hernandez until really the World Cup started. I, I'd never heard of them before. Yeah. Um, well, Pavard plays for uh, Bayern? Uh, Stuttgart? Yeah, Stuttgart. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously, and, you know, even guys like Pogba are pretty young. I mean, the old people in the squad, in the starting 11 are Giroud. I guess Griezmann is now one of the older members of the squad. Um, Matweedy. Yeah. And that's that's really about it. I mean, the rest of them are still pretty young. Yeah. Uh, so he's, you know, he's really sort of, benefited from having this incredible generation at his disposal. Um, and, yeah, I mean, as always with the with French football, there's always a lot of, you know, agitation and controversy. I mean, he's gone through the – he's handled it pretty well, to be fair. I mean, he's gone through the the Benzema thing, you know, the sex, the sex tape blackmail thing. Valbuena, <laughs> yeah. the sort of strange-looking little guy having sex. Um, and, uh, you know, various other things. I mean, they weren't really that convincing in, in the qualifiers and even, even before, you know, even before the tournament, just before the tournament, when he announced his squad and there was all the hoopla about the hand wringing, leaving out, you know, you know, you know how Rabiot was on the, on the reserves list or was standby list or whatever it is. Oh. And then he wrote, he wrote an email <laughs> to Deschamps <laughs> saying, uh, you know, he's he said he didn't want to be on the standby list. He didn't want to be considered for the squad. And he wrote uh, the following. Le choix du sélectionneur à mon égard ne répond à aucune logique sportive. <laughs> choice of the manager um, in with respect to me um, does not correspond to any sporting logic. And, uh, you know, the, the French Football Federation insiders described that as a véritable suicide sportif. And it was so, so he had this weirdo kind of, kind of going off the reservation on him. And so that, that created a lot of controversy as well. And, you know, as always with the French, well, certainly for the last 20 years since they, um, you know, were world and European champions – there's, you know, a lot of expectation in France about the team and yeah. how they should be winning everything and all that kind of stuff. So he, I think he's handled that aspect of things pretty well, just managing the expectations and getting the best out of the team. But I don't think we actually have seen the best from this team. Well, I, maybe I, it's hard. I mean, where you, when you think of yeah. the, uh, when you think of the French managers over the last, you know, 10, 10 15 years, I mean, they've had some real... Some real woofters. I mean, you, uh, Deschamps is probably the only one who has, for all of his failings, as frankly a pretty crap player. Um, yeah. He did nevertheless captain the team when when they won in '98. So, um, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure. Well, uh, he was, even he was, he was a good. He was a good player. Like, I mean, you know, he won a Champions League with Marseille and. Play for Juventus, and I mean, yeah. he was he was a decent player. 
He was, he was the water carrier, yeah? Just, uh... Yeah, Zidane's water carrier. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, so, but anyway, he's done well. Christ has sp- done well. Yeah. No, but I suppose, I suppose the one. Uh, let's let's just just you know just before you start wrapping up with your with your farewells. It's all done well. Um, you know, you would expect uh, someone like uh, Zidane to take over as as coach, or maybe he wouldn't be interested. But uh, Zidane, yeah, yeah. I don't know. He doesn't. I don't think he's going to do anything now, is he? He's just gonna appear in a few Adidas video, you know, ads, and uh, he's my, I, to me. I just picture him sort of just being permanently by a pool or something. Yeah, I know. Like you know, appearing as a um, as a sort of extra, as some sort of European gangster or something like that. Extra. Huh. Yeah, he'd be quite good. Yeah, he'd be quite good in a sort of. You know, indie gangster flick. Yeah. Maybe directed by Gaspar Noé. <laughs> brutal, you know, ten minute long rape scene. Yes. <laughs> and on that note, yes. um, yeah, okay, so Croatia's going to win. Croatia will be, and you know, you kind of want to see that, don't you? I mean, I, I like the fact that it's a France-Croatia final. I think that's good. It's been... Uh, a very good World Cup, and two good teams have made it to the final. And the team that has been the best as a team throughout the tournament is in the final. That's what you want to see. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. So, um, well, let's see what happens. We'll pick this up yeah, again. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. After the final. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs>